You're exactly where you need to be. And you're listening to ADD Comedy with Dave Rosowski. We recorded this live at Chicago's Second City, my old stomping grounds. Uh, we're going to talk to Beth Kligerman. She's the director of talent and talent development at Chicago's Second City. Boy, she's been behind some really, really great choices that the Second City has made. And she was wonderful to talk to. She's been with the Second City for over 20 years and nurtured some of Second City's finest actors, including Keegan Michael Key, TJ Miller, and Jason Sudeikis. She's been on over 60 cruises. Listen to it to find out why. And if you're auditioning for her, Beth would love for you to have a mischievous twinkle in your eye. Or do you say mischievous? Either way, I think you know what I'm talking about. Here's Beth Kligerman. Here you on the other side. Okay. Um, my mom's moving, so uh, because she's moving, we're going through all of our shit. Oh, I love home. that. I love that. It's really great. And so for me to come back here, to be because we're at Second City, for me to come back here and for me to look around and see all the changes that are happening here, <laughs> yes. it's, it, it, is kinda, it does kind of blow me away. Every day it blows us away too. We're, you're not alone in the blow away. And certainly we have the privilege of alums coming in and taking a look and seeing and right. trying to figure out where we are and oh, this has changed and that's changed. And I remember distinctly when we were preparing for the 50th anniversary right. and we, the producing team moved our offices upstairs and there was a big thing. I didn't want to be away from Joyce. I didn't want to go away from the theater and the actors. Joyce Sloan, right. And we did. We did it, and everybody was okay. Right. And then we moved all the way over here to what used to be Tony and Tina's wedding space. Right. And everything's okay. Right. You know, the, there, there's the change, and how quickly you can adapt to the change, I think, is, is part of being an adult a little bit. Yeah, and the idea that everything's going to be okay is so huge. It really is. I, I think there's this phrase that, uh, I, I can take off my headphones, there's this phrase that uh, this guy Michael Bernard Beckwith, uh, who's the, who's the uh, spiritual, uh, spiritual guide of this place called the Agape Spiritual Center in Culver City, okay. he went, and I mentioned this on the podcast before, when there's been, when there's a crisis or something where you're approached with a crisis, yes. what he does is he, he, he I, I see him do this gesture where he leans back in his chair and he goes, I cannot wait to find out how the universe is going to take care of this. Yes, yes, yes. I wish we could all have that. Well, what stops people from having it? What does? Uh, our anything. Pride. Right. Uh, the willingness to adapt. Right. The fear. Fear, right? Fear. Fear, it, it, fear is the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Where you go, it's never going to be the same. Well, you know what, sugar? Fucking nothing's ever going right. to be the it same. it isn't. But same sometimes is real nice. Same, same is real nice. But if sometimes. it was uber nice, you wouldn't change it. Right. It, it, the things would Because everything that you needed to do in this building happened because someone went, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, yes, right? It's, it, it's whether it's artistically time to change or as people well know, it is not meant to be a place for people to stay right. forever. You know, it's, it's interesting as I soon to approach my 22nd year in this building in one capacity or another. So it, it's interesting to evaluate that concept. It's very interesting for me to walk down the hall here and just, you know, all the producers that I sure. know that have been here for fucking ever. Yes, we have been here forever. Some of us, but others have not. I understand that. And, and so we, we've grown and changed in that way too and adapt to other positions. 
right? Right. Oh, certainly. I mean, I look at, you know, Allison, the different positions she's been in, <laughs> you know, and all Allison Riley, all the things that yep. she's done, Kelly, all the things that he's done. Right. You have, you've, you've kind of, You've kind of stayed where it is that you. You've kind somewhat of stayed. Somewhat so. Somewhat so. Well, right? well only in that, and you remember because you were. You might remember you were on stage at the time. But I ran the box office for the first two years I was here. Right. Ninety three, ninety four. That's right. That's right. right. Uh, so we would have, Allison and I joke about this all the time because way back when she would talk about. Um, when we were, ch she had to check me out, as in make sure I did my math correctly, which right. by the way, often I did not. That's a whole other story. Um, but it, late at night, she would check me out and we would debate the work a little bit. And she worked, and we joke about this so much now, she worked in a comedy club. That's right. what she would say. She doesn't any longer. And I would say, I work in a comedy theater. <laughs> and we talk about the differences right. and what it means and all that sort of thing. But she, she's come over to our side in the, that semantic, I think. It certainly is a theater. It is. And, and the, whether it be the production level or the quality of the actors on the stage, all of it really lends itself to being that. It is not a stand-up club. We are fortunate now we have a place where people can come do that too right. in the Up Comedy Club. That's, that's great. We can do our work and we can invite in some top stand-up comedians who we love. Like. Who, who vets that? Who's, who's... Oh, her name is uh, JB or Jennifer Winkin. She's mm -hmm. been here since the Up Club has opened mm -hmm. and she came, or she had experience at the Gotham Club in New York. Right. Uh, and she knows the scene really well, and she talks with us. So it is. Is she here in this building? Yeah, she's around the corner. She uh -huh. was just over here, and now she's moved around the corner from mm -hmm. me. And we get together and we talk. And she goes. She was just at Moon Tower in Austin, Texas, and she'll be the one to go represent us in Montreal. Mm -hmm. And she was just on the phone the other day with Mark Marin, and, oh. and you know, she she connects with everybody, and it's really fun. I, I look at that, and I just think about how in the 90s, or maybe even the late 80s, mm -hmm. where stand-up was happening and improv was its oh. its, its bastard yes. sister, if you want, mm -hmm. and now shit has seemed to gotten, to, shit has seemed to, to, there's a parity to that. Yes. You know? Oh, absolutely so. And, and many different reasons for it, I think. Coincidentally, I just, I was just working last week in Toronto. Right. And we were holding auditions there. And I, it, there was the what's called the Hot Docs Festival, okay. uh, documentary festival. And I attended with one of our actors. And there, there, uh, I'm going to butcher the name of the, the, sh the movie, but it was about uh, the stand-up scene in the 80s in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. So Will Durst right. and two other guys who looked somewhat familiar to me, uh, kind of were taken on the journey of what happened to them and actually it was interesting because Robin Williams was in it and they had spoken to him before he passed away and there was this, this kind of celebration of the 80s in stand-up and then you watched what happened to the kind of when that went away and it went away here in Chicago oh, as well. Oh yeah. Right? Totally went away. Um, and I remember distinctly here back in the day that we were, because everybody was discovering long form and that was so artful. And I don't remember people much liking the idea of stand-up. I don't I, remember people liking the idea of stand-up. I think a lot of people had 
gone, what is this? Mm -hmm. Well, what ended up happening was it was shitty stand-up. Yes, yeah. It just kind of things plummeted, right? Right. And because every, because it's like a Starbucks opening inside of a Starbucks. Yep. It's like every fucking venue yes. had a stand-up. Yes. And you'd watch it and you'd go, just because there's a lot of it doesn't mean there's anything good about no. it. No, it didn't seem, and, and for me, I'm interested in this word, and maybe I use it too much, artful. Right. I don't, it wasn't artful to me. But then I think about late in the, what was it, late 90s when Matt Dwyer upstairs in the Donnie Skybox did Midnight Bible School mm -hmm. and brought amazing, amazing people in who maybe back in the day didn't necessarily have names to them, but now they're all that. Right in the community, it's, I love how everybody's kind of meshed together in that way. That's your wheelhouse, though. You know, looking at somebody, right, and going that person there. Oh yeah. And knowing yeah. how that person fits in, not to necessarily yes to here at Second City, mm -hmm. but also if they don't fit in here, where might they fit in? Hopefully so. Yeah, hopefully so. Meaning, hopefully so, I can help figure that out. Right. Sure. sure. Right. Yeah. And. What skill is that? You know what I mean? You've probably been asked this a million times, but what is that that where you go, oh, oh I get that? Because I know for me, I'll just give you an example. For yeah. me, I know I will look at an actor and I'll go, I know exactly what your problem is yeah. and I can switch it like this if right. you're up for it. Right. Well, th that's the amazing thing that I know only, frankly, in my opinion, a few of you have, which is that ability to, to give that diagnostic so quickly on a dime. Mm -hmm. I see you do it, I see Mick do it. Uh, fascinating to me. I can't fix, but I can see whether you pop or not right. in the first couple of seconds. Um, we have that discussion when we look at how we run our, what we now refer to as general auditions, used to be called touring company auditions. Mm -hmm. So what's the difference between general now and touring company? Because you're not necessarily just, you're not casting people for touring company. You're also casting people for the cruise ships sure. and for other... Possibly. At the end of the day, the prize, gen generally speaking, when we go into that, what we refer to as the general audition, right. still is who's going to become an understudy to the touring company. Mm -hmm. uh, we do look at people for ships and we do look at people for possibly other projects, whether it be our corporate division projects, it could be that, um, or just kind of getting the lay of land. We technically have to hold one audition per year per Actors' Equity. Got it. So there's, and they call it general auditions. Right. So we just adopted that touring company name and made it the general auditions. Right. And so sometimes people don't know the difference between the two, but that's what it is. And we are, yes, we are looking at people for different things, but at the end of the day, who is the best improviser? What does that mean? What, what, who's the best, the best improviser? improviser? Oh, best is gonna always lead me to then say, who is the funniest without completely breaking all the rules and not supporting their partners in those moments. Uh -huh. I, I think that that might be the fairest and fastest thing to say right. that it attaches to that. Um, there are people that come into these auditions that just can't, I don't know that the, the words are attainable here. Uh, they just can't quite do it. Or they are proficient at doing it. That's been a thing in the past several years. We have wonderful training programs here. Right. And there are so many other places in the city, in the country that people can go train right. to improvise. But at some point, 
one gets ideally mm, gets better and better and better at doing it. Do you think that are you uh, so when you say someone is proficient at it yeah. but they just don't get it? Is it well you didn't well, say that but didn't I'm say saying that, that yeah. but I'm saying uh, yeah. so they're proficient uh -huh. at it yeah. but they go yeah he can do it or she can do it. But and they won't hurt anybody, <laughs> right? Right. Right. And they it's won't a little boring. Anybody. Your audition that you might, Dave, you might be with us and you might be monitoring an audition, and it's just downright boring. Right. Because nobody's broken a rule. Per they're not se, taking a chance. But they're not also not taking a chance. Right. And they certainly likely have not. Here's we sometimes don't talk about this very often. They didn't make us laugh. Mm-hmm. And so when we are looking for best writer, best actor, best improviser, those are all great things that maybe people can have some level of proficiency at. There's right. that word again. But if the room is silent, you didn't challenge us. You didn't surprise us. You just didn't make us laugh. Right, right, and, right. And, and sometimes that's a, I feel, even me saying it right now is a t it's almost a taboo thing to talk about because we we have a school here we train people we we talk about yes and and supporting our partners and all of the good that comes from improvisation but well, you're not talking well, but we're a comedy theater and we need we're looking to entertain people. i remember sheldon many sheldon, sheldon Dinkin, right. many years ago identifying and owning the fact that we we're we entertain. That's what we do first. I remember Sheldon saying this many years ago. I don't know to whom he was, where I was when he was saying it, but this many years ago. A reminder that that's what we do first. We entertain. It, we entertain. So, but entertain for, for the purpose that Second City is, is make somebody laugh. It's not just like, oh, it's not just dun 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 dun. It's also dun dun ha ha. Yes, one, we want that uh, part. Right. We want that part too. Yes. <laughs> the dun 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 ha ha yes. part. Yes, and we let's also for fun layer on that we also want to make people think right and emote right and chat with each other. On oh my! God. I just had a conversation with somebody, um, uh, somebody that runs the space in in L.A. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Carrie Ann Pishnak. Yes, and yes. Um, and we're having this conversation about Second City, and she loves the ETC show. She just the loves the, the current ETC show. So great! Yes, Soul Brother, where art thou? Is that yes, it? that's right. And she loves that show. So great. And when I heard her say that, because I didn't really have time, when I heard her say that, there's a pride that I get. And then there's yep. also this where I, I want to go to the other theaters in L.A. and go, fuck you. You could have that. Right. But you're not doing that. Oh. Because that's not who you are. That's and right. that's okay. But also, I want to go, when I go to see those shows, I just think of the Peggy Lee song, Is That All There Is? You know, <laughs> right. Where you go, really? Right, right, right. right. But here, I don't, I, for the most part, I don't walk away from it going, is that all there is? Nope. And that's so wonderful to hear because that's we wouldn't want that. Right. We would not want that. No. Ever. Ever. No. And what Sheldon's saying is because I clearly recall Sheldon saying um, it was very interesting, but it's not funny. <laughs> right. It wasn't funny. Right. You know, or Bernie Sullins going, it's it's just not funny. That's or right. where's the irony is right. what Bernie oh, would sure. say. You know, oh, sure. to look at that and to say, okay, what's our obligation here? But what's anybody's obligation? So what you're saying is is because when you say they're proficient in it, what I'm what I'm hearing is they can do it, yep. but there's no heart. No heart, sure. Yes, completely buy into that. Yes. There's no heart. Yes. And, when there's, and, and 
there's no for me I feel like as I've gone as I've gotten older and I know that you that the same thing that I've you, gotten older yes I yes have. I know that we yes, <laughs> yes, as we've as we've progressed in this business uh, in this industry this business the art form we love it um, what what we what I've personally discovered is I'm on this planet to be myself yep. and to have my own voice yes. and if I'm worried about what the fuck you're gonna t you're gonna you're gonna think about what I'm saying I'm in trouble. That's right. Well, it's interesting to hear you say that, Dave, as in that as if that took you time to get there mm -hmm. because my perception of and you are sitting in my office and you're sitting behind in front of a wall of headshots and <laughs> I believe I that everybody has that somehow that's how they got to on my wall in this office mm -hmm. and you already did that part. Yes. You were one of the chosen, and I've heard all the stories and listened to the podcasts that tell the stories as to how you got there, but you got there and you did phenomenally when you were there. So there's, to me, it's, it's interesting that there was more of a journey for you to get to that moment. Well, I remember going through the, the training center and I also had some awesome teachers mm -hmm. who were able to go, like Martin DeMont and Michael yeah. Gelman, who were able to go, who are you? What do you have to say? And I right. remember Martin saying, we're here to be the midwife to your voice. Yeah. And I thought, that is a beautiful yeah. thing because I'm not here to tell you what to say. I am here to tell you. So, yeah. I, and that's where the funny thing comes in. I'm not here to tell you what to say. I'm here to, to tell you, say it. Say it. Yeah. And so when it comes to, That's great. because I don't remember a class at Second City that I would call the funny class. No. What no. I remember is teachers telling me more. Yep. Go further. Go further. Go further. Take that further. Take that further. And then pop the fuck out of it. Right. Right. Well, but the, this is the, again, maybe I get into, sometimes I get into trouble when I talk about this type of thing because you, because I, you can't teach what we're talking about. Right. You cannot teach it. But sometimes, and, and going back to your question as to how I can see it so quickly, sometimes you just see it very quickly. Right. And you see that twinkle in somebody's eye. I, I use, for some reason, I use Horatio Sands as the, one of the first peop, per, people. I saw, you can see the mischievous twinkle in his eye. Mm -hmm. You just see that mischievous twinkle in his eye. Uh, and, and I believe, there, again, there are these many people behind you there in color headshots, right. that, and their eyes twinkle. Right. Their eyes twinkle. So if you're going to say what... Gross, what, not fair, I guess. What's that? I said gross, not fair. What do you mean? In that, you, again, you can't go to school to learn how to twinkle your eye, right? <laughs> there's no, as you said, there's no funny class. There's no twinkle your eye in your eye class. But what is it that causes the twinkle? Because I know, because for me, that there's a mischievousness. Oh. And yeah. then, so what's behind the mischievousness? And I also look at it and I go, okay, what is behind the mischievousness? Oh, because yeah. for me, I'm going, okay, uh, I look at someone like Mick Napier and I go, okay, that's mischievous <laughs> and it's also ballsy. And yeah. what is it? It's confidence. Con it's I was confidence. just going to say that. It's confidence. It's risk-taking. It is having a point of view. We banty that terminology around a lot. But it's having it. Sometimes people don't identify it in themselves right away, but that is why you do get that out of class. You do get that out of a right. good instructor. Uh, but there are those, it's conf it is a level of confidence. Right. Uh, there is this really wonderful, I don't know if you've ever come across it, but there, we, I give it and I read it to every single understudy to the touring company. It's this great sheet of paper called 15 Things You Should Know About Touring by John Lutz. Mm -hmm. uh, and he handed me this piece of paper 
I don't know, just before he retired from the touring company back mm -hmm. in the early 2000s. And he's, he says at the top of it, you know, you may never see this, meaning the actors, but I've given it to every single actor that's gone through here since then. Mm -hmm. And we read it out loud. And point number seven says, fuck it. You work for the, you were hired by the second city. Meaning, let's do this. Let's do it. Even as the understudy. Even right. as the understudy. Fuck it. You were hired by the second city. Right. I love that let's, it's in the middle. Let's do it. It's it in is. the middle. It's in the it's middle. It's not even in the beginning. No. It's not at the beginning. No. Fuck it. And, and so when I look at, and we know people who are bitter, yeah. and I go, you work for the second city. Shut the fuck up and yeah. keep going. Sure. But I think what we broach on there is the whole, which could be a whole other discussion, is the... Um, the the talk about what type of person does this work, which I think has changed over the years. Meaning, uh, uh, it wasn't it, it used to be classified as people were broken or people were searching for something oh or what all that schmott. Right. It, where I don't think people speak that way anymore and people are very, um, you know, some people are passive aggressive and some people are challenging, sure but that's part of what's in their brain. Right. Uh, by the same token, because we're encouraging that point of view, so do challenge the authority, do bring it in here. But there's uh, people are very interested in the business of the work now and have other things to think about. And I think now people that leave here, I, I, I could be wrong about my perception of the place, but I don't think there's as much to, um, worry about now or to leave when you here say in a they're broken what, yeah. what, oh, oh. are you saying they leave here broken no i'm i'm, I'm saying the people i i feel like there were have been articles written about oh, I see. the people who go into comedy right oh my god no right that right. you know that that abused at home or, or, or the darkness that they have right and for them to overcome it and yes. so laugh clown laugh, laugh and like all that class clown all that kind of stuff I, I think the game is a little bit different now i think the game is a oh little clearly now, right? right well i look at i look at the farley game yeah. uh the chris farley game yeah. and what that was and then i look at people that i worked with and i directed the show and that was a very different group of people right? there where i go meet you across the street you know at the bar and they're like no we really don't go to the bar yeah the yeah yeah, yeah and, that. and that it, that varies from group to group Certainly. or yes there are more people that are married now that are on stages or in relationships or frankly have to get up at eight o'clock in the morning because they have a shoot for something the next day right whether it's their own thing or somebody else's and that that's paramount that's such a fascinating thing i believe that technology has changed what's going on in the universe there is a certainly there's a big 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 we're hopefully not at the tail end of a comedy boom in the industry right most people on resident stages have both what i refer to as coastal agents and managers mm -hmm. which was not the case mm, six years ago no and, and prior to then. It used to be you- Certainly got, not when I was right? there. Right, you went to LA and you looked for that. Right. Or, or you got that after you somebody, the, somebody swarmed in and signed you after you got SNL right. or whatever the case may be. But now you have a team before you get to the resident stage possibly. It's also interesting that as, I, I don't know what brought, which, what brought what first, but as Second City itself became more of um, more professional, if you will, 
um, more codified, yes. more focused, yes. that then the actor then also did. Yeah, I can't tell you a chicken and egg there. No, but I, I, but I, I look at that and I go, okay, because there was a time where it's like, you want to go to, the, you want to drink, go to the bar, you know, get behind the bar and have a drink, you know? Yeah. And that, those days happened for a long time, yep. and then they stopped happening, and then people started, I think, uh, and Second City just grew. Yes. And as it grew, there were more opportunities for you to work. And if there are more opportunities for you to work, then you go, how do I get that work aside from, I, I get to, I have to be more professional. Right, sure. Oh, I, th I think that that's certainly a thing. And I, I, I think back to uh, early t touring companies that were around when I first started working in the box right. office, as an example, and the Meshuggah crazy stuff that I'm real positive went on on the road. You know, the what goes on the road stays on the road thing. Right. May hold true now, eh, but not as much. Not as much. Meaning, like, the crazy antics kind of stuff. Right. I don't remember crazy antics. But then again, look at, look at the company that I was uh, with. Right, you know what right. I mean? Like, we never, never. Who was, name, uh, you touring? Rubano, Carell, John Rubano, Steve Carell, right. um, Christina Dunn, Jackie Hoffman, um, Scott Allman, Kenny Campbell. You were um, still having a good time. We were having a good time, but the, the good time was this. For Christina Dunn, the good time was, let's go, and Rubano too, let's go to, let's went, find the resale shop. I was going to say, she went shopping. Well, let's find the resale shop. Exactly. Right. right. Let's find the resale shop totally. somewhere. And Kenny and, and Scott, it was, where's the racetrack? Okay. And we'll go to the racetrack. Okay. But it was sure. never titty bar, never strip club, ever. And Jackie Hoffman just wanted to go home, watch TV, okay. and do whatever right. Jackie does. Right, you right. Know, that's what she wanted to do. And that and Zygesund, that's great. <laughs> but nobody was doing the crazy shit. And that's not to say, but then you look at you look at I don't know that there's any, you know, cause and effect thing, but oh. people in that company are doing fucking really well. That's right. That's Well, and, and this is why it's funny to look back and reflect and you know, my memory versus yours and all that kind of thing and plays tricks on us. Um, but I, I do think that there's something, if you look at the fact that everybody has a smartphone, mm -hmm. I know I can get a hold of people. I used to, I would explain to people even to this day that if I had a gig for somebody and I had to find somebody right away, well, certainly I've been here long enough, I didn't have a computer and there was no email, so that it was the first person who phoned me back got a right. gig. That doesn't exist anymore right. because I can go right to you and I know how to find you, and you can be in that touring company van. We have a company flying back from Alaska today on a beautiful, beautiful tour. I still knew how to get a hold of them. Right. As opposed to you, you're off in Kishnev. I can't get to you. It's yeah. such I a can get different to you. world. That's right. Agents, managers, everybody can find you. There's no day off. They work very hard. They work very hard. It's not to say the previous generations didn't, but it's they, work, they work very hard. They're accessible all the time. We all are. I also think that the opportunity for you, for people to express, to find a place to express this. Their, okay, so I've got this podcast. Yeah. I also have... Um, a website, and I also am I'm writing a book, and I also travel around the world, yeah. you know, teaching, teaching and, and performing, and I've got all of those things, and then I, in L.A., I still have an agent. I have no idea why. Um, I still have an <laughs> agent, and I am eating this up. I live for, I'm, I'm loving every single thing right. that I'm doing. So when I hear somebody say, where's mine, or how come I didn't get into the touring company, whatever the fuck it's going to uh, be, yeah, yeah. I go... Really? Right. Really? Right. Right. Well, that's 
that's their personality. That's that personality, right? Clearly. And, and, but and what, do you, what do you want to, I mean, I know what I want to say to them. What I want to say is, fuck your expectation. Oh, for sure, for sure. But it, it's a tricky double-edged sword because I'm asking you to have this level of confidence and cockiness. I'm, I'm asking for that on one level. You want something, I need you to declare it to me. Don't dance around, let's do that. But what, I also need you to not be a crabby pants. Got it. When you say, I, I need for you to declare it for me, what well, does that mean? Um, I, I think I started saying that way back uh, when we started doing ships as an example. So we, we worked for Norwegian Cruise Line for 10 years. You have, but you still do. We do, currently, yes. yes mm -hmm. Yeah, and I've taken 61 cruises. Yes, mm -hmm. I have. And we, there's a certain, you don't have to do a ship to be on our Second City resident stage. There are all these sorts of misnomers and rumors and whatnot. But if you want a ship, say you want a ship. Right. Or if you want to be on a resident stage, don't be bashful about it. Mm -hmm. If you get the opportunity, if I'm doing a talk somewhere, or if I'm, I get the good fortune of working with a comedy studies classes here, or whatever the case may be, or you pass me on my way to the restroom, declare yourself. God, I love that so much. The idea of declare yourself, because I think that so many people say, oh, it's hubris, or it's I can't cool. be too cocky, it's not cool. uh, cocky, right, it's not cool yeah. to declare what it is, but when you declare it, what happens is, you declare you it, it, your mouth says it, yeah. your heart says your mouth, your heart makes your mouth say it, and then your brain says, did I just say that? That's I right. fucking just broke that shell. I shattered all the expectations that I've mm -hmm. had about it, and then the other person says, oh, Okay, I heard you say that. That's right. That's right. It doesn't mean it's going to happen. No, but we, we have an understanding now. Clearly. We have an understanding. And yes, you can now go off and be an artist. Go do your work at I.O. or The Annoyance or wherever and be the fucking funniest satirical performer you can be and I'll be there and I'll come watch it. Right, and I'll be there and I'll come watch it. Yeah. And you're also a human being. You know what I mean? Uh, so, oh, yes, yes. Oh, absolutely. And, and you're not this iconic... You're, you're not an, you're, it's not this iconic person, but I think that people need to realize that yeah. about your job. Yeah. Because you, you are the, you are really, you are on the front of that boat as it comes into the <laughs> harbor. No, no puns intended there. Right? Yeah, yeah, but we, I had a great conversation today with Deanna Griffin Irons, who runs the outreach department, and Matt Hubdy, who works here in many capacities. Uh, we were just talking about how we are a team. I get it. We're I get it. I understand. But the three I, of you I just like to make sure in the three I get out. it. And I, I, when I say that I I'm what I mean is those two uh, those two people as well um, they are of the, the you're all part of the same fleet. Yeah. And you're yeah. bringing in that yeah. each of you is bringing in a different ship I, and nobody's on again I'm not saying you know, that well, and uh, Thursday I'll tell everybody and tomorrow night I'm going to the annoyance to see a show Friday night I'll be at IO I know there are like little whispers and mm -hmm. things like that, and maybe there's a chair set aside for me, and right. people who don't know who I am make fun of the fact that I'm sitting in a chair set aside for me. Great, all of that, great. I'm just <laughs> doing my job and I'm happy to be there. But right. so there's some level of that, but there are also people that work there or have invited me that have done a ship for me or whatever, so we've broken bread together, we've had a glass of wine, whatever the case may be, so we've dispelled that a little bit. Exactly. And I hope to do that in other ways. It's too. so interesting where somebody will be, a, well, you watch somebody on, you're at a party or something and you watch somebody on the periphery just kind of uh, rot rotating around you. That's right. And, and going, I 
I, I'm pretty sure they want to talk to me. Right, right. You know, right. I'm pretty sure they want right. to talk to me. And and we we have and we get to see that. That's right. That's and right. we get to interact with that. Yeah, yeah. And 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 hopefully be encouraging and supportive while the other end of me needs me to try to be a helpful tastemaker for the world's most legendary comedy. <laughs> and to have your own life. Oh, yeah. You I do. Try, I try every so often, yeah. How often are you here? No, no, I'm going to ask a different question. Okay. How often do you get to... How often am how I often, not here? How often are you... <laughs> how often... Uh, when do you get to be you? Uh, well, that's a very tricky thing because I think me is going to... Um, me is going to the ISU showcase tonight, the, the uh, college showcase. Mm -hmm. uh, that is me. Right. And it blends a whole lot because what do I love? What is my passion? Theater. Right. And supporting actors in theater. So it gets real tricky. It gets really tricky to balance when I am doing something. I, I'm currently dang, dating somebody who's trying to help me figure that out. Meaning, am I supposed to be there with you? Is it a work thing? We were you when you walked up. I was having that conversation. Mm -hmm. uh, no, I can't be here at this thing. Okay, we'll figure this out. But I, I'm going to go do this because it's a work thing. Mm -hmm. Here's something that I'm just doing for fun. Right. And I can, I can find those times too. I love going to hear music. Went to Michigan yesterday. There's plenty of time for it all. Hopefully. Oh. And now there's a team of people here that do the things that I used to do. How did it feel to surrender that? Hard every time. Mm -hmm. Hard every time. I, I will vulnerably admit to that. That every time something was parceled off, it was difficult. Mm -hmm. But I also landed in a room, in a position, that a title that I was given 10 years ago as director of talent that I am honored to have. It's... I look at the uh, I look at the evolution of what I've been doing. Yeah, and there wasn't a job. The job that I have right now did not exist. Nope. Until I created that job for That's me. That's right. That's right. The job that you had did not exist. Did not exist. And so a lot of it has to do with the the success that you've been having, and then there's also the idea of. Uh, somebody's looking at you going, uh, I think that we can help you, but you're going to have to let go of that part. Oh, for sure. For sure. For sure. You can't do it all. And there were there were times where I was trying to do it all. I feel, I, for me, to be honest with you, I, I feel there are days where I feel like I fucking can't do it all. Right. But if I don't do it all, it doesn't get done. Well, because you are in the business of Dave Rozowski. That's exactly and it. I am in the business of the Second City. Clearly. And and we are in, um, so I, again, that word, uh, well, there's a team of us. There's a team of us. And if I can't get something done, I'm going to reach across to my coworker, Jeremy, and he's going to help me do it. Right. And, and it will go on. I've also learned that. It will go on. <laughs> right. It will go on. Yeah. And it's one of those things where it's like, I can't take a day off of work. But you realize oh, yeah. it will go on. It will go on. And I've learned that in many various ways. Whether it's I've overworked myself and gotten sick and decided to stay home. That will do it to me every time mm -hmm. when your body tells you you must go home. <laughs> that happens to me more often than I like to admit to. Mm -hmm. uh, 
or there are other times now in my adulthood, this is soon will be my 50th birthday, and I will say, and I can leave here at the end of the night where I don't know that you, you were gone by the time I was, was sitting in that tiny office and would come in at 8, 8 o'clock, 8.30 in the morning, and they would come, the night managers would be like, it's 11 on a Tuesday, right. you gotta go. Right. Because it was just me, in, it did, and the itineraries needed to get out, or the show needed advancing, and the resident cast needed something. That, that office, but, with all due respect, thinking about it now, was like a prison cell, the way that it was set up. Very tiny. Very tiny. Yeah. I it, had a window though, Dave. You did have a window. What's happened? Right. Now, right. We're sitting in a room window. that doesn't have a window anymore. <laughs> uh, but to look at it, it was like, it was, it was perpendicular to the hallway and it was, it was narrow. It was, it was very narrow. It was very narrow. Narrow. Could it, not put two guest chairs in to save no. my life. This is a spacious right, area right, we're in right. in comparison now. But the idea of surrendering, the idea of going, I have, I have, I have reached, and we start our conversation this way, I have reached a point where I need help, or I have reached a point That's where right. um, I've reached. I I have had so much success that something has to change. Yep. Yes, but but, but they, sometimes I need others to point that out. Right. Well, right. I mean, for me, I'm looking at it right now, and I'm thinking, okay, um, what would I want somebody to help me do? And oh, that, sure. And, and that would be okay. I I would like for somebody to uh, because I just got tickets to. A flight from uh, Sydney, Australia to Auckland, New Zealand, and then I, a ticket from Auckland, New Zealand to Canberra, Australia, and then a ticket from Perth, Australia oh. to Sydney, Australia. Oh my goodness! And then there's also a ticket there that is goes for, that goes from Sydney to Perth that I haven't purchased yet. And I'm looking at going. Okay, time-wise, schedule. Yes. That sort of thing. Yes. Where am I going to stay? That sort of thing. Sure. But I want somebody to know window seat, front of the plane. Oh yeah, I have that now. And I, well, we have a wonderful, maybe this is too literal, but I have, we have a travel agent we've worked with for many, many years. Yes, same oh, one. Dusty, Dusty, yes. Dusty, yes. Dusty Travel, shout out to Dusty. Yes, I remember. Uh, and she, she's been with us for a long, long time, including when I was the administrative director of the touring companies. And right. she, I now I'm, I get on a plane now, whether I've purchased the ticket or not. It now is automatic. This is where I sit. Right. Sit, row sixteen on American Airlines. Row they, sixteen, which because I know. Do you know the seat? Oh, no. very well. I'm 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 four hundred eighty thousand frequent flyer miles. I am platinum. If you're not flying first class, always ask for sixteen, seat sixteen. Sixteen A or F. Well, either one, because what they've done in those, uh, th when there's three across, they've blocked out that middle seat. So there's nobody sitting next to you. Okay, great. It's dreamy. It's really okay, dreamy. No. Point being, I, it is that fortunately, I live a little bit in the world of somebody else can help me do that. I understand. Uh, and, and what I realized my flight out here was 10A oh. is not as good as 9A. Because 10A has an almost empty, a blank window. Oh, sure. Oh, Fuck sure. that seat. Sure. I just saw a picture of it. You're sitting right near Chucho, and I saw a picture of him flying to Alaska like that the other day. Oh. When they were touring. They were oh, yeah, yeah. Alaska. That's not working. No, no. Especially How many miles do you have? 
Oh, I used to have a lot, but I've spent them. Gotcha. I've spent them. Yeah, yeah. So uh -huh. I've had status, and now I've, are I've you, lost are it. You are you you have no status now? I oh, because you have no status. You have no status. No, because in the hate. So at some point, so there was a period where I was also producing the ships. I no longer do that. Nate Dufort is the producer. Are you of the glad ships. you're not doing that? Yes. I still go out three times a year, mm -hmm. but that so that to my point, I go out only three times a year right. versus I was going every month. Right. I would come out and see you all in Los Angeles and then fly directly to a ship somewhere. So that's <sighs> gone away. I had a lot of status then. And now you've got you're starting a relationship, you're in the middle of a relationship. I'm not starting, gonna get it yeah, you're yeah. starting it. Yeah. And for me, I'm the same thing with me where I am in I've started, whatever you want to call it, but but before, <laughs> yeah. before I got in this relationship, I booked my entire year. Yeah. So I am gone. Yeah. I am pretty much gone the entire yeah. year, uh -huh. and it's very hard to have that relate. It, it's not very hard to have that relationship. You you get to. You and this is what I do work. with Laura. You make it work. You, you and so for me, what we'll do is like every moment that I can call her, I will call her and go, here, I've got a little bit of this uh -huh. because there's no expect. You know who I am. Right, right. You know what right. you've gone into. Right. Oh, for sure. And that's for not sure. to say that I'm going to, that's not to say, should there be a, a, a change that, that I feel comes, comes, but I, we're evolving. That's right. That's right. And, but there's, there's such a big difference between you now, me now, at an age, and, and when you were, if you were trying to manage that when you were in your 20s. Manage what? A relationship? Life. A relationship. Right. All of it, right? The, the adult managing thing. If you could give yourself perspective, if we could give people perspective. Oh my goodness, I I, I don't even have words for it. Ugh. The the idea of being able it, it's so cliche to say to be able to look back if I knew then what I know now, right? That kind of stuff. But but this is the beauty. I I do love this. I love this about this life here. And again, speaks to um, here being how I, in this theater. In this theater, um, how I can be on some level for some people uh, a sounding board or or a tastemaker or an advisor, mentor. Ooh, mentor. I love it. I mm -hmm. love that. I, I and I mentioned this earlier. I like any little bits of teaching I can do here. I I love that now. But I have that now. I couldn't have done that when I was 30. Nobody would have asked you to do Nobody that. Nobody would have asked me to do it, and if they did, they were just foolish as I would have been for saying yes. Because I don't, <laughs> I, I didn't have the, the experience. Right. I, I could have talked about some people. I could have talked about Martin DeMott. Right. I could have talked about working next to Joyce Sloan, any of that. But now I have a, a, a larger feeling about it all. Sure, sure. And what, and it's a larger feeling and it also, is predicated on the experience that you've had and the path and the journey that you've taken and the confidence you've had and the, also the idea that there, I don't remember who I was talking to about this, but I've mm. had this conversation a lot. There is no such thing as a failure. No, 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 no. And it's all part of your, well, and here we are in this world where we, you have to fail. So let's, spin it in that direction. You have to fail. You have to make mistakes. You do that in your scene work. You do that in your improvisation. You have to do that to then make the, the comedy gold. It's very interesting to me also just looking at the, I'm, I'm trying to put this word together because I have mm. trouble saying it. Um, <laughs> and it's also, I'm going to use it in a very different way. The positive m metastasization oh. 
okay. metastasizing uh -huh. of the second city, uh -huh. the, uh -huh. the positiveness of it. And somebody said, "Let's <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna make some changes here." And yeah. all, but I'm looking at the way that shit looks now, and I'm going. Somebody said we're we're gonna try a bunch of different things, and I feel that that is the microcosm or the macrocosm of Second City of going. Let's see what happens. We're making mistakes all of the time. We're making mistakes, failures, all of the time. It is go back to this idea: how quickly we can get over them, fix them is much different than when, I'd say, when Kelly Leonard and I were in our 20s. Right, right. How about that? That it is, is we know how to fix the, we know how to make a mistake or fail. Right. We can do that and we know it's okay to fail. Right. We don't set out, you don't set out to fail, right? No, no. But you can make a mistake here and there, you can fail and then you can rectify it. Or I you can go to the right people to help you rectify it. Right. Or right. Maybe when you're younger or less experienced, all those other things that we talked about earlier, fear, inexperience, don't allow you to do that. But at the end of the day, they're all, you didn't die. No. You didn't we, die. We learned that over and over again. Right. And not only did you not die, but you, you lived more because you didn't die. That's right. That's right. That's right. You take bigger risks. Exactly. Because you know that there is no such thing as failure. That's right. That's right. Well, is there no such thing as failure? No, no, I'm sorry. I'm or sorry. is failure okay? Okay, that's it. I think that what, what, what Second City has done and anybody that, you know, you want to go, what Second City has done, because I'm just going to talk about what Second City has done. What Second City has done mm -hmm. is we have taken the word failure, at least for me, mm -hmm. and we've gone, we're, we're not just dusting it off, we're, we're putting it in gold and going, that's, that's right. a oh, good thing. Oh, failure yeah. is a good thing. That's right. And You wouldn't take a risk otherwise. No. And we and do, we do, and I think it's done on our state. You look at that core, you look at those resident stages, and it goes back to that, as we were saying about the ETC show. Mm -hmm. there, there are risks and rewards from that. Right. And it, oh, don't they feel good? They really feel good. And I also look at ETC, which yeah. is the smaller of the two theaters yeah. in this building, uh, uh, the main stage, I don't know how you, what you call it anymore. Yeah. But um, I look at the shows that we did in ETC, uh -huh. the chances that we took in that ETC sure. show, and the ETC shows, the parody of this, the, the parody satire of Our Town. And somebody yeah. went, oh, you yeah. can do that. And to look at that and go, was that really a failure? I mean, it, I think that that show closed earlier, and I think it also was yeah. way ahead of its time. That's right. And what ended up happening was, I don't know that the audiences were ready for something like that yet. Fair, a and it may not have been measured by commercial success. Clearly. A and there, what are, then we talk about the larger, the grand idea that Chicago is built on these places and venues that, that allow for that all of the time. Allow for what all the time? Uh, oh, there's that word again, Fail failure, risk, Okay, that's what I wanted to hear that. Right. And there's great reward in that risk, regardless right. of how it comes out in the end. And there are certain venues where, even in this building, we can do a really fun kind of off-night show still in the ETC. When the ETC, you know, the ETC show is, it, it, there's maybe more polish to things, and there's more tech involved in some of the stuff we do. Nowadays. Nowadays. So maybe there's a little less um, discrepancy between 
the work that's done on the two different resident stages in that way. Uh, but we are still allow ourselves to have, there's a really fun series we do every so often called Death by Evening, where we, we pick a few people and they do um, uh, the darkest stuff they want to do and the most risky things they wrote the day before and put it up. There's still room for that there. We know that doesn't necessarily work in our fancy schmancy pretty up comedy club. Mm -hmm. So we know we're smarter now. We know what can go where and where but we can But you also have a of variety of venues in which yeah. to put those things. Yes. Because yes. that's really what it's about too. Yeah. That's, and a, that's yes. why I, right? And uh, uh, what, the parody between ETC and Mainstage, well, we're really talking baseball here. The parody <laughs> between <laughs> ETC and Mainstage has to do with form follows function. It's a smaller theater. It's a more intimate, for me, it seems like it's a more intimate yes. theater. And yes. because it's a more intimate theater, it's like, come here, I got something to tell you. Yes. Let's try this thing. Yes. Go downstairs. That in the magic hasn't gone away. Right. That magic hasn't gone away. Right. That feeling. And, 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 I, and it was, it's like a fucking clubhouse. Oh, yeah, there was a whole era that they called it the clubhouse. I remember Horatio and Jerry Minor. And oh, right. A bunch of people and look at all those people that came that. out of that era. Oh, for sure. Like Jerry Minor and, and Horatio. Mm -hmm. And there's this, like, the subversiveness. Uh, wasn't Ali part of that, too? Sure, you sure, know? sure. And to go, look at those people. Yeah, I was like, yeah. That, that shit's, what are you doing back there? Right, right. I remember, I remember seeing... Uh, Andy Dick at I.O. when it was at Cross Currents and looking at that guy and going, <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? What the fuck are you doing? Oh, my gosh. Oh. It was a mess. Oh. It was a goddamn mess. Oh. And I, I, he, he and Dino Stamatopoulos were yeah. doing it together, and I had Dino on the podcast, uh -huh. and I said, Dino, I got to tell you, you and Andy did this show, and it was just a fucking hot mess, and you didn't care. And here's the thing. Wow. That was awesome. They that is, care. and I wish there was. I'm not I, saying bad. I kind of want more of that out, and you know, I would bring it here and polish it up a little bit. Right. But I love that. I love that. Mm -hmm. uh, when you go to the annoyance, is that because uh -huh. of the venue change? Has have you noticed? I mean, I, not the venue change. Have you noticed anything change over there? Just as a, an outsider looking at that. Oh. And I'm, I don't. I don't know. No. No, I think that they're still overall true to who they are. Mm -hmm. It's a, that space on um, Belmont is so great. I love that those rooms, and I love the bar, and I love the atmosphere there, and the spirit of who they are is still very apparent. There's no question about it. Um, and I love, you know, there's there's still risks being taken by people. So I'm going tomorrow night, as I mentioned, to see. Uh, I think it's a two-person improvisation that a, a gal asked me to go see. Mm -hmm. So. It, that may not be super branded annoyance, but they invited her in to do a show. Right. So, so I'm excited to right. check that out. Boy, the, the the streams that are all crossing over here and yeah. how shit has just been, and, and how stuff has been, people are proprietary, but I think that also in Chicago, people are proprietary, but I also see that there's a, a, there's a collaboration. There is, I don't see the proprietary nature as much. Well, what, what I mean is, Sharna's going to do what Sharna's going to need to do. But sure. there's also, Sharna knows that she lives in a community. Uh -huh. And I'm not knocking Sharna, I'm just using that yeah. as an example. Sure, sure. And, and I feel comfortable, I would say maybe to that level, I feel comfortable going there. To I.O. I, to I.O., to the new big, big space. Mm -hmm. I feel very comfortable there. Um, I don't feel like 
oh no, the big evil comedy theaters coming in to try to poach people. None of that business. And I feel like that that is a little old school in, in that respect. Right. Um, the, that, that opinion is old school. Th that opinion is old school. Right. And I think that we, um, we all do our own thing. Right. And we all come together when we need to come together. Right. For sure, for sure. That whether it be, you know, Mick is an artistic consultant here and directs reviews here. I bring him in, he runs the auditions that we were talking about earlier. Right. There, there's so much that goes on in the community. Just a, a few months ago, uh, this group, um, Two Bunnies, invited both Sharna and I to do a bit at the end of one of their ridiculous shows, ridiculous as in fun and crazy and risk-taking. Mm -hmm. uh, so that Sharna and I spent more time with each other than we had in years. It was so terrific. Backstage it, in one of the dressing rooms for like an hour and a half because these kids were not ready for us to come out and we were supposed to be this big surprise. And it was just so funny to be like some world, some minds I think were blown when they came backstage and saw the two of us just shooting the shit, which we don't do all the time. We're, we're there for each other, but we don't do that all the time. Oh my God. Yeah, so very I also funny. want you know, looking at, looking at, the world of Chicago theater mm -hmm. and looking at the universe that is the, um, the industry in LA. Yeah. There's so many more women in Chicago theater running shit or not oh, running, yeah. I don't mean yeah. running it, but yeah. what I mean is behind like the scenes, behind the scenes but not just behind the scenes, but behind the scenes in a way where there's gender doesn't fucking matter. I preach that all of the time. All of the time. There are still in Chicago, I think this coming month, maybe June, a women's comedy festival. I know there was just one this last weekend in Toronto. I'd like everybody to play together. Could we all just play together? One day we won't need that. I don't yeah. know. You I, know? I, I'm hopeful that there won't be the separation so we can all come together thing. Maybe it'll be that way. But we're, we're trying in, in so many different ways here to just make sure that is the case. Yeah, you know, the whole women aren't funny thing, I think is bullshit. Oh my God, do you All of that talk and hyperbole, I, ju I just, I don't see it. I remember when, um, I remember when I saw Bonnie Hunt for uh -huh. the first time. Uh -huh. And and because I, I was at I.O. where Dell and, <laughs> Dell and Charney was like, the same thing that was going on at Second City where you had a cast of five guys and two women. Yep, yep. And then those two women were playing nurses and sure. moms and nuns and bullshit like that. Yep. And then to watch Bonnie Hunt fucking run a scene to go, you've just changed everything right there. Yeah, and I, I also cool. think that she isn't talked about that much when it comes to... Yeah, I don't think so. And it's, it, I love hearing your perspective on, on kind of having that kind of aha moment. I didn't know that she was the one that did that for, for me. You. Well, I mean, there was also prior to that there was a uh, uh, Barb Wallace. Yeah. Who you didn't fuck with Barb. You didn't fuck yeah. with Jane. You didn't fuck with Betty Thomas. You didn't fuck with these people. Yeah. And they were the predecessors of, you know, that that you know. Again, there's then you got Tina and you've got all these other women who are just fucking strong women. And they and but Second City also said we got to change this. Right. And Mick oh, changed yeah. it. Mick, Kelly. Kelly, but again, you know, yeah. having three and three and going, what are we doing? Right, three and three. And, and now, I, I don't mean to say we're on to other things, but do, oh, do we have gay representation on stage? Do we have African-American representation on stage? Super important. It's 2015, people. 
It, we've got to get with the program. Clearly. Yeah, and it, we try. We work very hard. But we you know what? Hard. You know, to to if you want to if you want to look at some of the Second City scenes and to go, okay, let's take this scene, which is part of this era of um, uh, that blackout where, knock 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 knock. And you, there's people making out on stage, uh -huh. and it's a man and woman making out on stage, uh -huh. and a guy walks in and points, what is she doing here? Oh, yes, that, yes, that's yes, 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 yes. That's a black eye. look at that black eye and go, no, that's not going to fly. Nobody gives a shit about that. No. Fascinating that we bring this up. In a couple of days, we're actually going to have a, a producer-director chat about this very subject. There are, there's material that we use on ships. Mm -hmm. There's material that we tour because it's funny. Because it works. Where does it work? What are we saying? We're going to have a little look-see at that. So is that a PC conversation? Is it? I, I don't I, know. I don't know either. But again, if you're going to have that conversation. Doesn't it seem bad? Does it seem, it seems gross to say PC. I think it is, <laughs> right? Now there's a PC represents that we're, we're not being edgy, risk-taking. I think we are evaluating the work. Got it. And and I think that, that that's where I'm going to semantically separate those two things. Interesting. Yeah. And, interesting. The, and the conversation is going to be interesting as well. Uh, but Certainly but, because at that moment you're, you're in a way there's a possibility of you putting a governor on certain material that you're going to to do. Yes. My goal for this week is to have a healthy conversation Got about it. the material um, and not to attempt to enforce or enact a change in right. that way. But um, what I'm saying is I'm, su I'm suggesting that people, whether you say that they're, of course you're not going to say we can't do that, but it's going to right. make people think. Let's think. Yeah. <laughs> Let's think. And, and, and that comes to us from this. If we are going to play together all in this sandbox, we better be really clear about what we're saying in that sandbox. And if you are transgender, if you are lesbian, if you are African-American, and I'm not meaning to clump people together, no, I am pointing examples. out examples and yes. differences. Yes. There, it, we want to be able to express everybody. The, the scene changes when you have, um, looking right next to you there, is the very talented Dwayne Perkins. Mm -hmm. and, and if Dwayne is doing a scene that you originally did, maybe that's going to change the tenor of the scene. Yep. And that's an interesting thing because I think when it comes to the the touring company, yeah. where somebody did Maya, yes, and to look at that and go, then somebody else did Maya. Yes. People are different. Voices are different. That's right. That's right. So touring company directors have to look at what and why they're pulling and choosing things. Same thing in reference to why something goes on a ship. Who are we saying what to? And we should be ahead of our audiences, right? We need to be ahead of our audience. I think that's really important because I think, in a way, we're leading our audiences. Hopefully, because that, we are, right? Well, I look at. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna look at Maya again. Mm -hmm. You look at that Please scene, do. and right my now, very I love it. And so, in that scene, that kiss that Colbert and I did yeah. when we first did that, I don't know oh. if you remember. It enraged people. It enraged people, and it was new. Right. But it was also beautiful and touching. It was. Which is, is not necessarily what you see yesterday or today when you see two men kissing on Clearly. But at that moment, now that kiss is going to be seen in a very different way because there's because 
There have been many kisses in between. <laughs> There's been many kisses in between, and 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 we're all looking at what a kiss, what a man and a woman, what that means, and what a man and a man means, and what a what a man means, and what a woman means. That's right. Or it, or as it, it means less, or as does it mean less? Right. And if it means less, what does it mean more of? Okay. So if I'm kissing Colbert, mm -hmm. it means less that we're kissing. But what does that kiss mean? That's right. That's right. Right. And it may mean something else, right? Clearly. Right. And the wonderful things about these scenes, a lot of these scenes, uh, because you know, I could think of 60 different scenes and to go uh, and, and to say, that is a classic scene that can be done anywhere at any time. Yes. And I would also imagine that it's like fashion in that there are some scenes that you couldn't do five years ago that you can now do yeah, again. They came back into fashion, for sure. And there's also sure. some scenes that you will never see again. That's right. I don't think you'll ever see Bullet. That's right. You will not ever see Bullet. But Bullet, after it left the stage, had a very healthy touring career. Bullet was a, a, a teacher coming in to a college class, right? Uh-huh. Uh, it was a professor. Everybody had guns in that Everybody scene. had guns in that scene, and uh -huh. people were shooting each other with yes. students being yes. shot. It's like, oh, that's hilarious. And then you go, whoa, whoa, what? what? I will tell you that Jeff Richmond, way back when, when he was directing a touring company, uh, Green Co. We call them Green Co. We I were, was in Green Co. We were we were at a NACA uh, conference, a the national, college the college showcase, mm -hmm. uh, and I want to say that's the last time we did that scene because it was right before Columbine. Kim, Columbine. Yep, sure was, sure was. Mm-hmm. That was it. That was it. Yeah. That was it. It had to be it. It had to be it. And, and then we hit 2001, where we were then weren't allowed to carry guns. So that cha that also then changed things. What do you mean you weren't allowed to change? Oh, you character. couldn't, uh, after 9-11, you couldn't c literally p pack anything that looked like a gun. Right, okay. Uh, so that became a problem. Right. Uh, and then uh, that right. was, that dissipated a little bit and you were able to, you just had to show it to the TSA person. Right, you're became, saying props, bringing li literally props Literally props. Right. Yeah, so, so even if you found a scene that was worthwhile to do with a gun, you, you couldn't quite... No. Make that happen as easily. Anyway. No, yeah. no, yeah. no. Yeah. And then you realize, do we really need it? Right, right. That's there. It became a hassle. Well, we there was maybe a year or two we did scenes on ships with guns, and that was it was a super big hassle. Not only to get it through the the airport, but then to get it on the vessel. And we did it maybe once or twice, and we said, no, thank you. We don't right. need to do. We don't, right. just don't need to do that. We found our way without guns. We found our can way. Can we? We can. We can in so many ways, right? Can we? We feel can the we? same way about that. Um, I think that uh, that's. I don't. I don't want to end on guns, but we're going to end on guns. <laughs> Let's. Ironic. <laughs> thank you so much. My pleasure. That was really fun. Well, uh, thank you, Beth Klegerman, for reminding us to declare what we want in this world, take risks, and define failure as well, the way that you don't normally define it, and see how that works for you. <laughs> ADD Comedy with Dave Rosowski. Thanks, Laura Parker, my co-producer. My dear friend, musician extraordinaire, Al Rose, for our theme song, I Feel Like a Million Dollars, from Al's album, Sad Go Lucky. Ian Foley, our producer emeritus, and you, our listeners. If you liked our show, give us a positive note on iTunes, won't you? If you're interested in having me at your theater, your improv school, your corporate event, to, I don't know, 
do a bar mitzvah speech for you, please drop me a line at dave at addcomedy.com. Thanks, and we'll hear you in our ears. I promise. 